702 presents the Locked and Down podcast with Cindy Paluta in association with the South African Depression and Anxiety Group because help is at hand. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening from me, Cindy Paluta, to everyone listening to this Locked and Down podcast right now. It's hard to believe that we're still at the early stages of lockdown. For most of us, it feels like we've been at home forever. In previous episodes, we've spoken about how normal the range of emotions we're experiencing are as we balance expectation and reality. We framed what's in and out of our control. We've spoken about remaining grateful using the support systems around us, and we've discussed how to stay motivated while working from home. But there's one topic we haven't touched on, and it's a huge one, because for the majority of the world, we're stuck at home with our children. And while as adults, we're pretty focused on our own anxiety and emotions, and in our own minds, we can kind of figure this stuff out and we can understand the lunacy that is COVID-19 at the moment. But for those little people who live with us, you know, the ones who leave their dirty dishes everywhere and still have to get through their schoolwork and haven't seen their friends in weeks, this is an extremely stressful time for them too. So today, thanks to the South African Depression and Anxiety Group, I've been linked with clinical psychologist Candace Cowan, who specializes in children and their anxiety. Candace, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Cindy. Candice, someone said to me yesterday, I hope you're adjusting to your new normal. And it made me think, wow, you know, this person is so right. Our normal is no longer normal. What we had before is not what we're used to having right now. And this comes obviously for our children as well. So what are the new normal emotions and behavior we should be expecting from our children during this lockdown period? Sean, I think we can all empathize with adults and children that actually the world it feels upside down at the moment. And actually children are understandably feeling quite nervous and worried about the COVID-19 and the homeschooling, the almost sudden homeschooling situation that they had no choice about. With COVID-19 obviously brings the feelings such as anxiety and stress and uncertainty for children. And children of all ages can experience these emotions. It's not that, you know, only one particular group and they deal with it in different ways. So some kids might display anxiety through some physical symptoms some kids might want to talk about it quite a lot. Some people might feel separation from their friends and extended family. But what we need to do as adults is to be mindful of those emotions and to love and support them through this time. I often think, oh, Shay, my child's going through something and you almost, you let them, we say, get away with murder. That's the line that we use. But what is acceptable and unacceptable behavior at this time? So I think, I mean, we we need to obviously uh, understand the circumstances that children actually function in routine. So if you think about school and that, what that provides for children is it's a bit of a distraction from boredom. And if you think about them being at home, you know, where we have emotions such as boredom and too much time in their hands, it comes destructive behavior sometimes, fighting with siblings or, you know, getting up to mischief or, or like with teens, spending too much time on screen time. You know, so it really does affect children not being in routine. And I think with things like this, normal behavior would be uh, complaining and not so motivated. I mean, understandable kids are, are externally motivated at schools and now we're expecting them to kind of online school themselves with minimal support. And it's important for us to really just realize that this can be to destructive behavior and for us to be be putting in routines and checking in with kids in terms of how they're feeding. You know, not only that, it could also be emotions such as sadness and disappointment. Remember, these kids have been for the first, you know, few months of this year practicing either for like big sporting events or big plays or big things at school that they've really put their energy into. And with this COVID-19 and shutdown of schools, it's really come that disappointment. So those emotions can also add into destructive behaviors. And I think just taking the time to really just unpack with kids where they're at and how they're feeling about it is super important in eliminating some of these destructive behaviors. 
So I got a message from Sibo yesterday. She says her daughter isn't listening. They're struggling with homeschooling. She just wants to play on devices all the time. And eventually her daughter started crying about how much she hates coronavirus, saying, I miss my friends. And Sibo offered to video call the friends, but her daughter said, no, she misses them for real. She wasn't sure what to do. You know, she just held her in her arms and let her cry. And these children are missing their extended family as well. And it's not just the young ones, it's the older ones as well. As you say, you've got kids who'll be missing major things like perhaps metric dancers and that kind of thing. So as parents, what can we say or what can we do? Because we can understand it's a helpless situation at the moment, but we almost don't want to portray that to them. So, and I think, yeah, you know, more specifically for adults to be calm, but proactive is super important. So, so obviously we've, as adults, have got our own anxieties that we're having to almost manage and contain whilst responding to our kids because kids just feed off of our energies and our anxieties. So I think being proactive in terms of re- reassuring kids what COVID-19 is. I mean, we'll talk about that just now in terms of how to talk about to, uh, COVID to kids. Um, but especially for emotions, you know, so really just let your kids know and you actually have to make time to really hear what they're trying to say, like unpack and say, what do you feel? What do you think about it? And if there is a behavior like too much screen time and parents are struggling to behaviorally get the children off of it, especially maybe the teens, you know, to sit down with your kids and say to them, how do you think that we should manage this? Don't tell them how it should be all the time because often kids won't won't want that. And I think get them part of the discussion. You know, say that we're in these, you know, abnormal circumstances. We think we that structure is needed. Let them be part of and have an involvement in how they think they should manage screen time, online schooling, playtime, free time, socializing. And yes, we are going to have to rely a lot on screen time with them connecting with their peers. You know, so in, in that regard, technology is going to be a good thing, but we also need to just put uh, boundaries around it. It can't be a free-for-all access because I think it's hard for kids to internally regulate that themselves. We still have to do that for them. So you're basically saying regardless of how old they are from age four to age 18, let's just say, you could almost sit down in a calm moment and come up with a, a practical routine that everybody could follow because a lot of parents are still working, you know, nine to five. So it would have to be something that you can all follow together, almost like rules for the house. And you come up with them together and okay. you have consequences for if you don't follow the rules for the house. Although, you know, you're running out of naughty corners because there's only so many corners when the when it starts raining outside and stuff you can't even send them outside but just in that conversation obviously it would have to start with what is COVID-19 so how how do we explain this thing that we can't see but is so life-threatening so I think, I mean, there's many, many nice useful resources like the, the World Health Organization. They put a lot of resources together, factual resources that they're recommending that parents can turn to for kids. And I think keep it as simple as possible. So I think it would be something like telling them, first of all, reassuring them that, you know, COVID-19 is a almost like a new, new illness. So even give straight facts like this. So COVID-19 is the short name for coronavirus disease 2019. You know, break it down for them. It's a new virus. Doctors and scientists are still learning about it. Obviously, depending on the child's age, you can say recently the virus has made a lot of people sick, but doctors and and scientists are doing, they're thinking that most people will be okay, especially kids, right? But some people might get pretty sick, so be realistic with them. But reassure them, doctors and health experts are working as much as they can to keep people healthy. It's a good time to also help kids learn about their own kind of personal space, you know, so how do you wash your hands, hygiene, how do you, you know, kind of distancing from people. So get them into routine and show them how to wash their hands properly, do it with them. Um, so I think it's a lot for, for kids to realize that it is illness, but they are working on it and that it's mild. It can go from mild in kids and then there are people getting 
sick, but they're working on it. So I think kids just need that reassurance around what is COVID-19. They definitely, definitely do. And I know that I'm also guilty of it. Before lockdown, when we were at the shops, I used to literally say to them, don't, I mean, on an average day, you say to kids, oh, don't touch anything, but it's more because yeah. oh, it's going to fall, it's going to break, and I'm going to have to pay for it. But now I'm literally like, don't touch anything. And I find myself shouting at them in the shops, like, stop touching stuff. You don't know who has touched stuff. And it's in that moment, I'm like, it's life and death, you know? So I went into the super angry mode and I felt bad afterwards because here I was shouting at them because I was feeling like they weren't getting the seriousness of it. But how do you think they are internalizing all of this? Because it's quite hard to, you know, to play it down and say, well, it's this thing and we're all going to, you know, if people are getting sick, but you also have to drive home that it is serious. No, and, uh, and that's why I'm saying be honest with kids, but also monitor and, and check in with what they've heard. Right. So often, I mean, we'll have like our TVs on in our houses and the, the news and Sora Mabosa, the president's speech will be on, you know, and it's playing in the background and kids are being exposed to social media. Their teachers are talking about it. Their friends are talking about COVID-19. You guys in the supermarkets. I think it's first of all, check what they've heard. Right. Here, what do they think about COVID-19? What are they here? What do they think is true? What's not? And from that base, you can have this healthy discussion around what is factual, how serious it is, and what you can do as a family and as a child to protect yourself, you know, just to keep healthy. And I think having those kind of calm conversations, just checking in with kids a lot, because kids will take your your anxiety from shouting at them in the supermarket as well as what they hear, and they'll like combine it, and then this will be a massive thing for them. You know, so let us just rather educating factually about what's going on. And like you've touched on it earlier on around parents managing their own behavior, right? And their own anxieties, especially working from home from, from nine to five, it's really tough. So I think, you know, parents are also having to have to do what they can do to reduce their own stress levels. And what are the telltale signs of, you know, when to worry about your child's anxiety levels around COVID-19? Because there are obviously kids who are going to get overstressed. So remember, I mean, anxiety is a normal emotion for all kids, right? So all kids actually experience some level of, of anxiety and it's not a bad emotion, you know, so I don't want us to, to realize that, oh my gosh, my child's got anxiety. There's a normal range of, of anxiety around COVID-19, which actually should be, oh, alert us to there's a problem and I need to do something in preparation to keep myself safe, Right. Kids are going to be wary of it. They are going to be more cautious of it. When it becomes abnormal, interfering, should we say, that's when kids are excessively asking lots of questions about it, maybe even developing a little bit of separation anxiety. So if, if dad's an essential, mom's an essential services and they have to go to work and the child's becoming distressed for them leaving because they don't know if something bad like corona is going to happen, no, that's when we start picking up signs. A lot of physiological symptoms in kids, so they'll complain tummy aches or headaches or, you know, and, and, and that is t- telltale signs of what's happening when kids are crossing that healthy anxiety to to the impacting anxiety. And what should parents do if they do see these signs? Like I said, a lot of just responding to it, reassuring a lot of calm, positive reassuring, checking in with kids, hearing what they've heard about it, and a little bit of strategies of let's think about ways to cope during the COVID-19. A little bit of healthy distractions would be helpful here. So things like, um, and you have structure comes important where you say, well, let's as a family, let's do a family game night or let's cook dinners together. A lot of structure will help kids just manage this anxiety. But also things like 
You could do breathing, you can do relaxation exercises. There's quite a lot that parents can do. And there's a lot of stuff online that parents can turn to during this time that people are, are, are constructing specifically for COVID-19 and kids. When we speak about families, we generally always naturally, our minds go to a four family. What about those kids who, you know, only children will be exceptionally yeah. isolated at this time? You know, hopefully with them being on online schooling, a lot of children who do have access, I guess, to, to technology, they are having classes with their peers online. I mean, parents might encourage them to arrange more screen time, almost like face playdates, FaceTime playdates with kids, you know, in, in a limited kind of things. And kids don't really, some children don't respond well to the FaceTime stuff for an hour. You know, even if it's like short checking ins during the day. And once again, parents can really, obviously with them working, it's more tough, but, you know, to arrange active structure activities where parents do take part in those activities with these kids. But it is, remember that all of us, I think there's a mass kind of feeling of isolation from, from families. We're all in the same districts, but it's, it feels like we're so far from each other. So it is a really tough emotion that people are dealing with. Thank you so much, Candice, for your time. Um, if people want to get a hold of you or follow you on social media, how would they do so? Sure, you can just reach me on my, my website. All my details are there. It's www.candicecowan.co.za. Once again, to everyone who's listening, you're not alone. We are all in this together. I will continue to do the best I can to get you the best advice possible on all the topics that you've sent me here on this Locked and Down podcast. Remember, SADAC is always on hand to help you through these hard times. 0800-456-789. Remain positive, be kind, show compassion to each other. Stay safe, stay home, and thank you again for listening. Help is at hand during this lockdown. Call SADAC between 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. on 0800 567 789 or visit sadag.org before it's too late. For more episodes of the Locked and Down podcast, visit lifepodcasts.fm.